Good evening and welcome to Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. A seven-judge bench of the Supreme Court today started hearing the case relating to minority status of Aligarh Muslim University. In 1967, a five-judge constitution bench of the Supreme Court had ruled that AMU was neither established nor administered by Muslim minority. It held that it cannot enjoy protection for minorities to administer educational institutions under Article 30 of the Constitution. In 2005, the Allahabad High Court had ruled that AMU is not a minority institution. AMU and the then UPA government challenged this before the Supreme Court. Interestingly, in 2016, the Indian government informed the Supreme Court that it was withdrawing the appeal filed by the government. Further, in February 2019, a three-judge bench presided by the then CGI, Ranjan Gogoi, referred the matter to a seven-judge bench. The seven-judge bench has now been constituted to hear the matter. It comprises CGI Chandrachud and Justices Sanjeev Khanna, Surya Kant, J.B. Pardewala, Dipankar Datta, Manoj Mishra and Satish Chandra Sharma. Senior advocate Rajiv Dhawan appearing for the petitioners opened the arguments today, stressing on the contrary stance Union of India has taken before the Allahabad High Court on the status of AMU. He questioned as to how could the centre change their stance on the issue because of regime change. During the discussion, the Chief Justice of India explained that an institution does not have to offer only religious courses. It can provide purely secular education. He emphasized that students from any community can be admitted because the right of establishment includes administration. Therefore, he asserted that a minority institution does not lose its character just because various aspects including administration are regulated by statutes in the public interest. For your information, let me tell you, Article 30 of the Constitution says that all minorities, whether based on religion or language, shall have the right to establish and administer educational institutions of their choice. Minority institutions can make reservations for admission based on religion and they are entitled to certain funds from the government. The Supreme Court has today dismissed an SLP filed against the Delhi High Court's order which refused to interfere with its government's decision of restricting visits to jail inmates by family, friends and legal advisors allowing only twice a week. Last year, the High Court had opined that the decision of capping the visits had been taken after careful consideration of the facilities available in the prisons, availability of the staff and the number of under trials. So a public interest litigation was moved by two advocates challenging Rule 585 of the Delhi Prisons Rules of 2018. This Rule 585 states that every prisoner shall be allowed reasonable facilities for seeing or communicating with his family members, relatives, friends and legal advisors for the preparation of an appeal, procuring bail or arranging management of his property and family affairs. The PIL sought amendment of the rules to include interviews with legal advisors be open from Monday to Friday for an appropriately allotted time with no cap on interviews per week. The SLP was placed before Justices Bela M. Trivedi and Pankaj Mithal, which was not inclined to entertain the same. The court said that it is a policy decision and it is impossible for jail authorities to manage long periods. 
The Supreme Court has today extended the interim bail granted earlier to M. Sivasankar, former Principal Secretary to the Chief Minister of Kerala, who was arrested in connection with the alleged life mission corruption case. In the present case, Sivasankar has moved the Supreme Court against rejection of his bail plea by the Kerala High Court in April last year. In August, the Supreme Court bench had granted him interim bail on medical grounds for two months, considering that he had been advised to have spine injury and would also require post-operative treatment. This interim relief was extended in September, November and December last year. During the course of the hearing today, Sivasankar's counsel submitted that though the previous order of the court directed that he be taken to the medical hospital in Pondicherry for evaluating his medical condition, he could get into the hospital only yesterday. Accordingly, the bench comprising Justices M.M. Sondaresh and S.V.N. Bhatti passed the order extending the interim bail and posted the matter next week. In another update, a Delhi court has granted approval to a request by NewsClick Human Resources head Amit Chakrabarti to become an approver in the UAPA case related to allegations of the portal receiving funds for pro-China propaganda. Additional Sessions Judge Hardeep Kaur at Patiala House Courts accepted his application allowing him to turn approver and seeking pardon in the case. Chakrabarti, who expressed his willingness to share information with the Delhi police, has already recorded his statement before the magistrate as per the legal procedure. For those of you who do not know, an approver is a person who initially charged with a crime but later admits guilt and agrees to testify for the prosecution. In return for their confession and cooperation, they may receive a reduced sentence or even a pardon. An application has been filed on behalf of Shiv Sena questioning the impartiality of Maharashtra Speaker Rahul Narvedkar in deciding the disqualification petitions filed against the members of the Eknath Shinde faction. It is alleged in the application that the Speaker met the Chief Minister Eknath Shinde at his official residence on 7th January when just three days remain for the pronouncement of the verdict in the disqualification petitions. The application has been filed in the writ petition filed by Sunil Prabhu seeking directions to the Speaker to decide the disqualification petitions expeditiously. The Supreme Court had initially set a deadline of 31st December for the Speaker to decide the petitions under the 10th schedule of the Constitution. Later on December 15th, the Court extended the deadline to 10th January. The Apex Court has ruled that the State Electricity Regulatory Commission can reject tariff adoption if it does not align with market prices. The Commission, while adopting the tariff, must prioritize consumer protection. The decision has reversed the orders of the High Court and the Appellate Tribunal for Electricity, emphasizing that tariff adoption is only permissible when determined through a transparent bidding process in line with central government guidelines. The court highlighted that according to clause 5.15 of the bidding guidelines, the bidder offering the lowest levelized tariff through the evaluation procedure is eligible for consideration. The guideline further empowers the evaluation committee to reject all price bids if the quoted rates are not in line with the current market prices. In a significant development addressing the long-standing issue of case backlogs in India, the Kerala High Court has reported a remarkable achievement with an 88% case clearance rate 
in the year 2023. This positive outcome reflects a substantial reduction in the pending cases, indicating efficient judicial processes and dedicated efforts towards addressing the backlog. The Kerala High Court has a sanctioned strength of 47 judges. There are 36 judges and 2,068 staff in the High Court. Even when the number of judges is lesser than the sanctioned strength, the case clearance rate in 2023 has increased as compared to that in 2022. Justice P. V. Krishnan disposed of the highest number of cases in 2023, followed by Justice Devan Ramchandran and Justice Gopinath P. The Delhi High Court has restrained various local dhabas from using the registered trademarks of popular Murthal-based eatery Mannat Dhaba. Mannat Group of Hotels filed the suit to protect their registered trademarks which include Mannat, Mannat Dhaba, Mannat Group, Mannat Resorts, etc. from any unauthorized use or infringement. According to the report from the local commissioner, one of the defendant eateries, Mannat Dhaba, had no valid reason for using Mannat Group's trademark and logo. Also, its owner showed a lack of cooperation. Another defendant, Sri Mannat Dhaba, which was originally named Delight Ambrosia, but rebranded last year to compete with similar highway restaurants nearby. And the defendant Apna Mannat Dhaba's owner mentioned taking over the restaurant recently and keeping the Mannat branding as it was commonly used by other Dhabas in the area. Justice Anish Dayal thus passed the ex parte ad interim injunction order against the three defendants. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.